0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Little Knicks Cast. I'm your host, Matt.
1: And I'm Josh. I'm Tyler.
2: And I'm someone. Yeah,
0: he doesn't even know his, his name. We,
2: we, we just he, brought him in off the street.
0: Yeah, he, 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 he's just a dude we found on the internet somewhere. I'm, I'm sure he's... I have a new
2: look. I don't recognize
1: myself. Who I, am? I'm sh- pretty uh, sure
0: he's not a serial killer. I'm just... It's i'm pretty sure Come on. Right. Not a wait, wait a Come
1: wait a second wait a second wait a second aren't you that steve guy no steve, steve wozniak steve. Not, steve. not wozniak i i think i think i remember you you introduced yourself as steve at one time but i can't necessarily remember
3: Oh yeah, I'm,
1: I am Steve-O, by the way.
0: He's the he's the <laughs> the developer of some random Debian distribution, I'm sure.
2: It's definitely <laughs> Debian. Oh, you're joking, you're joking about that. But if you go to Foronix and you uh Pharonics, sorry, on DistroWatch and you check for Zero Linux, if you scroll down to the package management, they 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 list it as Deb.
0: That's because <laughs> DistroWatch is a piece of garbage. It all right, really all right. Uh, anyways. Welcome to LinuxCast, where we never go off on tangents and we're perfectly on topic. Uh, we talk about Linuxy things, including mostly the news and stuff like that. But first, we're going to talk about our weekend open source. So, uh, Tyler, lead us off. What have you done this week? Anything interesting?
3: Well, Josh is going to absolutely love this one. Uh, I spent pretty much two days setting up a beautiful, beautiful Gen 2 setup. Uh, ButterFS with you know some nice compression on it, uh, optimized for SSDs. Did a whole bunch of that niceties. Uh, you know, did a suckless install, m- mostly suckless. I mean, obviously the Surf Browser can like you know just get shot in the back of the head like Lenny. And
0: <laughs> uh, all right, pull, pull for the chat. Anyone use Surf Browser as their 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 uh, main browser?
3: If they do,
0: they're not in the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely not using it to view the live stream, that's for I, sure. I do
1: have Surf installed right now.
0: Everyone has Surf installed. That's exactly as far as anyone gets it. Gets it. Yeah,
3: you install I it definitely... and then you use Firefox.
0: Jo- I, I, I can see I Josh thinking, Matt, your next six months challenge, you Surf for six months. Like, no. Oh, <laughs> well,
1: you yeah. see, la- last week I was using Epiphany. I think next week I can use Surf.
3: I dare no, you. but I, I dare you to. I dare you to I, for a month. All you can use is surf. I, I, I don't
1: know, man. I don't know. A whole month that might just cost you twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 20 just bucks to, I just wanted
2: to. I just wanted to ask Zany what. Whatever happened to building your minimal, OS yourself?
3: Uh, that's actually what I was doing and did with Gentoo. It was really nice. The problem why I didn't stick on it is. No matter what, I couldn't fix screen tearing, and I had already set up XORG, DWM, and all that stuff, and I didn't want to just nuke it all and go back and, like, just start from Wayland and do Hyperland, because I also knew I would run into the issues that Josh has with Hyperland, where the uh, Hyperland custom, like, WLR or WL routes, like, desktop portal, whatever, wouldn't work. And so I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. By, by the
2: way, I need to thank you, Zany, for the discussion I had on my podcast last week because it's, I used the subject we talked about. So it, it took two hours, but we got there eventually.
3: Well, but <laughs> yeah, so uh, long story short, that didn't uh, Gen 2 didn't work out. And the what I was going to do was just do a gaming VM, like run my host system uh, Linux off of my APU and pass through my GPU to a gaming VM. And because Gen 2 didn't really work out this time around, I just nuked it, installed Windows 11, so I could play Deadside. By by the way, the reason I have to use Windows is Deadside. The people there, for whatever freaking reason, the developers do not have time to enable the easy anti-cheat button for Linux support. It drives me up a wall. That's the only problem with the game. Otherwise, it's fucking perfect. But, uh, yeah, so i'll probably be doing another Gentoo install here before too long as soon as i can figure out and get uh hyperland working
0: you should you should stream it you have a youtube channel i don't know if you remember it or not i i've, <laughs> I've
1: forgotten uh, i have a thing, spare capture card i can probably send you one of them <laughs> I've, I've got capture cards that's not the problem
0: he just doesn't but, remember his sign in information on how to get onto
1: youtube <laughs>
2: That <laughs> could be possible. If, if he, he if he if he streams it, I'll be there. I'll be part of the stream. I'll hijack his streams like I usually do.
3: Well, I will say I've got a family friend coming over. We're going to be playing some board games, drinking. After that, I'm going to be fucked up playing Deadside, and I will live stream that on my channel. Uh,
2: I'll be I'll be joining if perfect. I have power.
0: Perfect. All right, uh, Josh, what have you been doing this week?
1: Uh, well, uh, obviously, I reinstalled Gentoo 2 that's why that whole subject came up, and then I set up Hyperland. But I've also been doing an investigation on another YouTube channel here the past week. That's really been like the focus focus of my work. Uh, that's gonna. I, I'm giving this guy 30 days to respond to all these things that I'm bringing up w- with him. And if he doesn't respond by the end of the 30 days, I'm going to be making a video about it because uh, are you of, are I'm you
0: trolling Kent subject. again? No, it's not Kent.
1: Uh, actually. It's not Kent. It's somebody else who's got a larger channel than Kent.
0: Okay. <laughs> like if if you're trolling poor Kent again, I don't know. That's that's just like abusing a puppy. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> now, uh, Kent just about subjected himself to an to another investigation as well at one point, but uh, he he kind of got the pass because you know I could actually talk with him.
3: So, can we just talk for a minute? Just I know this is going off on a tangent, but it's got to be said. Um, if you're over there doing YouTube investigations, just – I'm going to politely ask you to stay away from my channel. I don't <laughs> nope. investigate. Don't you media. worry. Uh, <laughs>
1: it, it just depends on how – it just depends if you if you make me mad at you or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's, that is fascinating. Uh, I thought for sure it was going to be Kent. All right, anyway, Steve, what about you, man? What would you been doing up this week?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, hello, sir. Uh boss uh i'll try to be polite uh don't fire me uh i was up to good very good very good sir very good
0: spit it out what have you been up to
2: i've been working on zero linux Uh. and uh there's there's uh there's a i already began work on the second anniversary release i can't believe i've been doing this for two years uh but because of everybody's love. And I hope chat, somebody in chat or knows about zero Linux or using is using zero Linux. But uh, it's the second year anniversary where I'll be changing the look, at least the theme. Uh, this layout I, I cannot change because it's too awesome. All light, uh, light
0: themes only. I'm just saying that's n- the way to go. No. <laughs> no. Hey,
1: I think Steve, if you put if you put effort into it, you could probably find a good light theme that does not absolutely. Yeah, suck. I don't want to
2: die. I, I, I like my eyes. Uh, uh, but the, I I found a theme to replace Layin now unmaintained lay Uh, it's called. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with it. I would, I wouldn't think you're very familiar with cappuccino. I have, uh,
0: I have a cappuccino theme for. I know. Following. I was
2: just kidding. Hold the fuck up! You're
3: going with cappuccino. Ca- yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah.
3: Dude, I'm, I'm hyped now. You got me fucking high. Yes. Yeah. I'm I, I, it's,
2: it's. Uh. <coughs> I tried it, and I'm, I'm co- uh, reconsidering it because it's too dark.
0: <laughs> they they have different versions, you know that right? Go with the macchiato. Yeah, I I
2: know I I, I tried macchiato and mat, and uh, mocha. Um, uh, mocha is darker. Steve. Steve uh, no, Steve. lighter than macchiato.
1: Could could I, could I steer you towards Nord? Uh, what?
3: Don't. Nord. You.
2: God Nord.
3: Fucking I ar- shit. No. <laughs>
2: no no,
3: no. i already have a rice that uh, that
2: is nord and it looks depressing it's depressing
0: it's the less colorful it's version right of one, the less colorful version of one dark you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's one it's, it's, it's one it's, dark but without any of the color <laughs> you know? well you see <laughs> uh
1: matt i know that you're a big fan of grubbox and that you use grubbox for, for a little while just uh replace brown with blue and you have nord
2: Yeah, well.
0: That is so totally not true because Nord has no orange or yellows or anything like that. It's just varying shades of blue.
2: Hey. No, Nord is depressing. I tried Nord once. I released one release with Nord. Everybody on the server started saying the same thing. Can you change this depressing? I can't believe we've just spent
0: five minutes talking about themes. It's like my. It's it's like my heaven. Like can we just talk about ricing for the rest of the podcast? It'd be great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was ricing. I'm talking about ricing. I'm working on a new rice for Zero Linux for the anniversary edition and somebody on my server called Teddy uh Teddy Berkela. Uh, he's uh, uh, he's great. Uh, he he worked on a wallpaper on you I don't know if you know the the Katpuccin wallpaper that has lines and uh, the, the the cat terminal in the center. Uh, well, he replaced that with a completely line-based uh, 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 Zero Linux logo, but it's too dark for me. It, it's, it's I might use it. I don't know. I'm still between uh, Macchiato and Mocha. It's mm. it's a debate between Macchiato and Mocha. And <laughs> I know Josh will have a smile on his face. Uh, I was working with someone on Zero Linux XFCE uh,
1: because Zero uh, X. It's not Xerox. It's Zero X. No, it's. it's you going sh- to be, should it,
0: definitely call it Xerox. I'm just saying it would have been.
2: Yeah, and get sued.
1: Um, <laughs> no, no, it's zero zero hyphen X. It is not Xerox.
2: Yeah, no, it's going to be called the. It's going to be called Zero XFCE, uh, but very clever Uh,
0: i'm just uh, yeah well uh, (laughs) i'm not trying to to come up with weird names
1: just to let you guys know i i just looked up capuchin and they they have an emacs theme that automatically makes us the best. Yes, theme they hour. do. They I do. Th- they I, have NeoVim.
3: I, I thought you were about to say some shit about like it's not that good no, or no. something. I was waiting for <laughs> no. it. I was about to be like you're about to piss me off. They even cat. have a Steam
1: theme. This one's pretty in depth. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They have everything. Everything. Yeah.
2: You go to their GitHub. They have everything. But yeah. uh, I'm working on the X. Ex- I've been working on the XFCE edition with someone, uh, Kudu. You guys Ooh. know Kudu, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, kudu is helping me on the xfce edition he's replacing uh, the uh, the xfce panel with polybar Pycom, uh, John Berg for the rounded corners and uh, and stuff like that uh, because by the end of the year on christmas i want to i'm going to be unleashing a, a new page with uh, gnome and xfce as spins introduced as spins that users can either build for free or donate for the ISO, as usual, because uh, I need to really. You got to monetize things, it it, some way. Yeah, understand. and yeah, and because of my situation, so uh, yeah, I've been working on all that, uh, and I'm trying to figure out a way to work on Hyperland without having an AMD card. So far, I didn't figure out a way. Uh, Unless I use the computer downstairs, which has an, AMD car, an ATI <coughs> card from 2009, 2008, <laughs> ATI card, the 6000 something series. All right. Uh, but other than that, that's what I've been doing. Sorry it was long, but I've been uh, doing a lot. You've cool. been up to a lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So, what about you, Matt? Um, well, mostly I've just been making videos like crazy. Uh, I, I've been trying to get videos like get ahead on videos and i have been successful i have videos ready to go up until like next wednesday so i've been doing very very good on the the videos front and obviously just trying to salvage the youtube channel because man just youtube does not like you to take a a we,
2: we talked we talked about that yeah uh youtube does not like you to slack yeah. It's like if you if you,
0: if like you take job. time off it just completely removes you from the algorithm. So, uh speaking of that, I those of you that. guys w- watching live, hit the like button on all my videos as much as possible. It would it would really help.
2: Um And hit the super thanks if you can.
0: Well, I'm not worried about the money. I'm just just get me back into the algorithm. The money will the money will return. <laughs> Um, But anyways, uh, basically, that's all I've been doing in terms of stuff. I did have an issue that I solved yesterday. So uh, I use Bitwarden for 2FA codes, right? That's the the reason why I decided to use Bitwarden. It has 2FA stuff built in, so I don't have to use a separate application. Um I know other ones like uh I think Npass and uh Keypass both have 2FA in, in them now too but
2: did you fall did you did you fall uh victim to the uh, to the invalid 2FA uh, issue?
0: Yes because of my my time was off by 2 minutes. Okay? Because Redcore does not come with NTP installed and set up for whatever reason or at least at least maybe it was installed and just the service wasn't running but the for sure the service was not running so i had to start the service i had to run the ntp sync command which i found on the wiki and that finally solved the problem but man did it take it took a few minutes because i was like what (laughs) i've never experienced so if you guys have ever dual booted windows and and uh linux you know if you switch when you switch back and forth the clock is always wrong somewhere it's wrong it's mm-hmm. either wrong on linux wrong on windows you fix one the other one goes wrong you know i had it, there's a way to fix it but nobody really knows how to do it without having to look it up you know over and over again so i've never experienced a registry n- not, registry
2: entry double click
0: yeah i've never experienced just running pure linux with no dual boots having my clock be wrong it's never happened before.
2: You're not the only one. Today I tried to launch uh, Webcord. I had the message check your calendar because they finally fixed the, the daylight savings times issue. The, the daylight saving saving time uh, uh, issue.
1: Webcord and, also enabled an April Fool's joke in that too.
2: Oh, good. Oh. Well, uh, I, ha- I had my time set to manual because all, all the all the DST uh, mm-hmm. crap. Uh, because I set it to manual, Webcord would constantly give me this "check your calendar" message. Before well,
0: because I don't know if they use the same updater that Discord uses, but Discord that Discord updater requires a precise time to work. They do for whatever. Do. I mean, That's why I was, that Discord was that Discord updater has causes everyone problems. It's the stupidest thing ever. Uh, Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to the news. And the first one is not going to be any news. It's going to be a rant. So we're going to start off with mine. I'm going first because I need to talk about this. This is dumb. So uh, It's Foss, which I've talked to the the guy who runs It's Foss. He's done an interview with me before. And uh, obviously he's not to blame for this because it's April Fool's Day. And he did an April Fool's uh, article here saying enough of it Ubuntu is ditching snap completely blah 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 it doesn't matter the the idea behind the joke is fucking stupid I just want to rant for just a couple minutes just bear with me um I hate April fools with a passion guys like I seriously think it's the stupidest thing we do as a as a species like like, like I would understand if the jokes were funny like but none of these are funny like none of them are good like I don't. I don't understand why we do this thing to like to, ooh this thing that we say it happens not actually happening. Psych, you know? No, that it's not funny. Um, and
1: Honu- honestly, <laughs> the best April Fool's joke that I've seen in a long time was what was it? Two, last year or two years ago, Linus Tech Tips did the OnlyFans thing. That w- um, that was yeah, probably about the yeah. best April Fool's joke I've seen. Um,
0: My thing is like, if if you're just like a random person and you're, you're, you're like Steve on his podcast today, pranking people, you know, whatever. But if you're a news organization, someone that has to, that that cultivates a level of trust that's, you know, people have to, if if you're going to do news, you have to have a level of trust. And then you do April Fool's stuff where you're messing around with that trust. It just drives me absolutely bonkers and it just pisses me off every single april fools i sit here like watching people fall for this shit and i don't understand why like come on guys half the stuff like if if you if you fell for the whole ubuntu Digging snap thing on on this this is an example um what i mean you why why did you fall (laughs) yeah we can't hear a word you're saying steve
3: yeah, he's pulling the not talking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, rolling. anyway, the, the,
0: the, <laughs> the you want to
2: think is obvious. It's obvious. They, they don't know how to tell a joke. It's obvious. It was they cannot not be ditching snaps. It's obvious. Some jokes don't work. Yes, I get it. The vast majority of these jokes... are
0: horrible. Like, like t- today... They can uh, outline, be! Outline, they line can tech be! Tech Tips decided he was going to become a potato farmer or some shit. Yeah. Like, what a waste of a fucking video. It's so fucking stupid. Like, come on, man. The guy built, like, a $10 million house or some shit and spent, like, 12 months telling us about it, and we're to believe he's going to go become a potato farmer
2: <laughs> some Honestly, jokes don't uh, work and when they don't work they become annoying yes
1: sponsorship revenue has actually gone down uh, not just in, not just in like uh the youtube industry but as well as podcasts and uh even even like ma- magazines are have seen a dip in in uh sponsorship revenue
2: well I, I can tell you one thing i learned i learned something new about youtube uh and i think matt can can confirm Uh, it's, uh, if you do only live, like I am right now because of the situation, uh, monetization is non-existent because the, uh, the retention, uh, the user retention is very low. When they see something that's, uh, one hour long, they're going to say, Oh, I'll just go watch the part I need to Um, watch and I'm going to get out of here.
0: Yeah. The people on YouTube do not like you to put up things longer than 15 minutes, it's just the, the just the way it is. Um, that's why timestamps on your videos are so important on the longer that's ones.
2: That's why. That's why I hired somebody to. Well, not hired. I asked somebody to do it for me, and uh, so far it's been working. I just I just, I just do my own timestamps. Thank you very much. I, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, because I can't. Because I lose power uh, almost immediately after, yeah. or I need to do something immediately after. So he takes <clears> care <throat> of it. Because my podcasts are three subjects long. Hmm. Not
1: many. Uh that one video where I did an install of Red Hat Linux and talked about it as a desktop operating system that uh is twenty six minutes long and it's actually my third most popular video right now. Well <laughs> I mean,
0: you can I've had long videos do well, so it's not impossible. Yeah. It's just like uh, la, like uh, last week's podcast last last week's podcast was one of our best podcasts in months. Like it got almost four thousand views.
1: Well, I know? have a theory on this. I have a theory on this. It's because it involved GNOME. Because all of my gnome or Red Hat content has been blowing up.
0: Well, there, compared there,
1: to everything else I've done. There
0: for a while, <laughs> if you did a Fedora video, you were guaranteed to be successful because the Fedora stuff just hit it right out of the park. Um,
1: well, like but, their 32 to 35 release has actually have actually really been some really banger releases too.
0: Um, now you do a Fedora video, and it's not necessarily guaranteed to do well. So it's it it it's cyclical. But anyways, let's go ahead and move on to some real news. Uh, Tyler, your first one, please.
3: All right. Uh, Mine. uh, I'm going to go with the Qt Creator 10 open source IDE released with LLVM 16 support, CMake improvements. Um,
0: Uh, Open source people really need to learn how to name their stuff. I'm just. (laughs) Yes, and Hmm. and
3: also, um, if you load up the article and take a look at it, uh, the user interface for this I. IDE like this was what mainly caught my eye because i don't know if most qt developers use this ide but um how do i say this nice um the ui is shit <laughs> um it's Oops. just terrible um yeah i had never seen this so like it I looks would like... very web app inspired Yes, yes.
0: It does look then, like a webpage.
3: The color scheme is just off. It just, it does not look good. So, um, yeah, but if you do use Qt Creator, they got a whole bunch of improvements, um, which is good.
2: Yeah, I, I use Qt Creator for calamari. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because calamari is... Styling is not so great. That's what I use to figure out how to make my calamaris completely horizontal without the sidebar yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah, Qt Creator helps a lot because it's built in Qt.
3: It might just be good. I, I I really wanted to talk about the UI for for this program just because I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, like I don't see any problems with it like i actually downloaded it and looked at it
1: well it is available as a flat pack so i'm working on installing it right now but of course my internet connection is being can, slow because i'm on discord
0: can we just take a moment to talk about the fact that the nine to five linux article with an article about qt decided to take a screenshot of this in a gtk8 desktop environment Yep. <laughs> I, I, I just i was i'm just sitting here staring and i was like there's something weird about this screenshot and then i looked at the title bar I was like that's a gtk theme about qt
1: uh i think they're on an ubuntu desktop it thing, looks so like it I yeah back- i would
0: believe yeah. so <laughs> that, that's just kind of funny um, i'm just putting that out there it's a little weird um
2: and phoronix <laughs> phoronix is back up
0: yeah i saw that i got it um uh, yeah the that was just – it was like – I was just staring. I was like, that's really, really odd. Okay, let's go ahead. Um, honestly, I don't think I've ever launched Qt Creator to be uh, – just not a developer of any kind. So, uh, Josh, your first one.
1: Uh, my first one is going to be a security notice. Uh, update your Xorg, guys, because, cause, uh, you know, Trend Micro found more bugs with Xorg. oh <laughs> Now, obviously, this involves running xorg as root. So, if you're using a display manager like uh, LightDM or SDDM, uh, they do launch xorg as root. GDM does not. Uh, it launches xorg as a u- as a user session. Uh, but basically, this is just yet another exploit uh, involving some thirty year old thirty year old code, and they fix it in two lines. Uh, it has already been packaged in all the relevant distributions and and updated as well. So, please update your systems. unless you're like me and you don't have xorg installed on your system right
3: i'm i gotta be honest josh i'm very surprised that i mean like this is a good article but i'm very surprised that you didn't go with the ones talking about how that like you know brody covered it like the found the xorg foundation like literally can't even get anyone to vote for their board (laughs) okay
0: and there goes josh i bet you he lost power
3: how much do you want to bet it's not power what just happened was he lit like the flat pack install that he was trying to do. Just cut off Discord from the internet. <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> uh, we we won't be showing cameras until he comes back because it's gonna mess up completely mess up the transforms. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so here's my yeah. I'm surprised he didn't go with the whole uh, Xorg not being there at all too because the because. That's a big deal, right? The yeah. they can't find a maintainer for anything. Um,
3: well, I mean, there, and that—that that was one of the wildest things for me is like I didn't realize just how much this had been a problem in the past. Like this is a, not a new thing for Xor.
1: Okay, okay, I'm back. Well, uh, sorry, <laughs> Discord crashed on me. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, so, uh,
3: well,
2: I, 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 I would like to, to, sorry to cut you off, but. Uh, uh, Brody put it very well in his video. He was like, "Don't take that as the death of Exor. He well,
1: started, yeah, no, uh,
3: no, 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 no. I mean, that's the that's the point I'm trying to make. This is this is not anything new. Like, this has been a yeah. reoccurring problem for like a decade, if not more. Like, they haven't. There's been multiple nomination periods where they've gotten. Almost no one voting. Like there was there was one that I saw where like out of like all, like it wasn't two hundred people but close to two hundred people, like twelve voted. Twelve? Yeah. Like Yeah. What? Like out of the people who are super into Xorg and like willing to go out of their way to go to the foundation for Xorg.
1: I mean, if you're like the app image developer who made this wonderful article saying that Wayland breaks everything maybe you should be contributing to Xorg right that yeah. just seems like a good idea to me yeah. no I, will, I I will I will say one thing people
2: get me wrong a lot a lot of the times when I say I am not going to use Wayland or support Wayland on on zero Linux they take it as if I'm never going to love Wayland I'm never gonna include Wayland I'm never no way I am a realist I understand that Wayland still needs not only it needs to, 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 to fix its issues, but other app, uh, developers need to adapt their applications to work in Wayland. It has to be a two-way street.
3: Well, and the main the, point is that, that takes time. Yeah.
2: That, that, that takes just, time. Uh,
3: just takes time.
0: All right. So, anyways, well,
1: anyways, to –
3: Josh,
0: your audio is shite, bro. Um, uh, something something's really going on there. It sounds like you're maybe coming through your webcam microphone. Um, or some other microphone cuz it's definitely not coming from the one that's in front of your face uh either that or it's partially plugged in or something I don't know um.
2: but yeah this oh, so this uh, uh, so uh gen 2 the, 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 <laughs> gen 2 to the rescue uh but uh it needs time so i i uh, okay, i will better go into onto the, the 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 wayland train one it gets stable and i will love it i will never hate something forever ever. never well, ever I, so hate big, something forever a
3: big thing with wayland and you is you're running an nvidia card which i mean the, okay just is that the better? way wayland works hold on hold on a second uh,
1: am i sounding better
0: no you're yeah. still you still sound like you're far away um it'll be okay uh, might
1: just
0: add some gain. I don't know. <clears throat> it d- it's not that big a deal. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, Xorg is old and crusty, but it's been old and crusty for twenty years. So.
2: So yeah, I'm I'm still putting up with it. We we all should be putting up with it until Wayland and all the developers get into uh into uh get in sync together and. <laughs> We get, we well, that that more does usable. seem
0: that does seem to be the biggest problem with Wayland is that everyone who's doing Wayland is doing it in in a slightly different way, um, and yeah. they haven't come across. And what?
2: KDE fixed a, a long time Wayland issue with screen capture and Discord, but KDE fixed it, not Wayland, well, not well, Discord, but KDE.
0: Th- there's no real thing as you know, Fedora is doing their own Wayland thing, and Ubuntu's kind of, like, adopted that way, but there's also the way the window managers are doing it, and WL Roots has a big play in a lot of different areas, right? And then there's the way KDE is doing it, which is a completely different way, you know, and and they don't...
2: Well, it's by... There's no standard. We like, yeah, it's not... There's no standards. Well, no,
0: well, well okay, so first know, of all, Linux, Linux people... Is a,
3: Wayland is a protocol. Like, it's just how you should do things. They
0: don't have...
3: Every single every single project is going to do it differently.
0: Well, because the
3: nature of it. we
0: know and we've talked about this before on the podcast that Linux developers, open source developers, don't like standards. That's the reason why we have OpenRC and and run it. You know, there's a reason why you know because System D is quote unquote the standard. There's and there's people like I can't use a standard because it makes me conformist. Uh, and obviously, yeah. whatever, you know, so, you know, I have to go create this other thing. That's
2: what's bringing that's what's bringing Linux down.
0: Right. So, I mean, and it's good. I think personally, I think it's good that developers can go work on whatever the hell they want to work on. So, you know, do things. But when it comes to something as, you know, important as the future of the display server, the thing that we're all going to be using like, – Without without a display server or the, their equivalent, about you know we don't have anything like you can't display things on the screen. It's like we've used the, the the analogy of a car before. If you don't have a steering wheel, which you know or tires, you know you don't have a car. You can't drive, and that, that's what this, like, like, this is. It
2: has to like me.
0: It has to be. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Got- it has to be 100% there, and in order for Wayland to get to the point where it actually is something that we can all agree on is ready and ready to go, it has to be a it has to be a standard. Everybody has to be doing it the same way. The applications that you use, the applications and stuff that you use on Ubuntu have to work on Arch and on Fedora and on you know Gentoo. They they have it has to be intercompatible, and right now we're just
2: not there yet. Uh, and it's a core. It's a core part of
1: uh, of the system, the
2: display manager.
1: Well, it's a know, core
2: part of the system.
1: People don't realize that a lot of Wayland's efforts actually come. Uh, Wayland is actually originally started as X12. Not. It was an Xorg project, and it was the future of Xorg. It's just that it got so little development that eventually it got forked into Wayland that, that we see today. No. So one way or another, this, few, this what we're going through right now with the, with the uh, desktop display server transition, it's, it's, it was going to be like this no matter what we did. And of course, uh, Ubuntu attempted, attempted to develop and, and manage Mirror, Mirror but if, yeah, yeah, which uh, you know they kind of fell flat on. Although Mirror, Mirror still sees development, it's, it's now a compositing layer rather than, rather than a uh, display, display protocol. Well, so uh, I'm glad uh, that we at KD? least decided on something.
0: There was a there was a third one too started with a T, right? Um I don't remember what the name was. It wasn't around for very long, but somebody started up started something with a T that around the same time Mir was was introduced. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. But, the the But
2: I just want I just wanted to say one last thing uh is that uh things with Wayland are 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 still a mess. Uh, even uh, even sddm for example i'm really thinking of ditching that thing and switching to lightdm because lightdm just works uh sddm if, if you if you are on xorg then try to switch to uh, to wayland uh, it craps it craps the bag
3: yeah but so, that's not wayland's uh, fault that's sddm and sddm is also like if we're being honest this again <laughs> it's
2: the bridge we sure, should get the off bridge. of
3: just wayland talk but like really The core problem with Wayland doesn't really come down to standards or how people are doing it or anything. It's fucking software doesn't support it
0: properly. Yeah, and it's going to take some time. Also, SDDM is notoriously shit. So, uh, it doesn't matter. That has nothing to do with Wayland. It's just notoriously bad. Um, But also, (laughs) display managers, it turns out, are freaking hard, apparently, because none of them are very good. You know, LightDM has... Issue, has had issues for years where every once in a while for whatever reason when it updates uh you'll log back in and just have a black screen with a blinking cursor that's ha- that's happened yeah. many times to many many different people it happens all the time uh gdm for whatever reason they like to change that thing like crazy so now it only supports wayland half the time and you can't even log into like if if, if you install like ubuntu it has a setting in its configuration file where it's Wayland only. So if you want to install DWM, it will not launch DWM. You have to go change the configuration file, right? And I don't, yeah. maybe they have changed it since the last time I used it. So maybe it, that's different now, but the the point is they change it all the damn time. So display managers are shit. Uh, just yeah. start X like a normal person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, of course, and then, hi, and then uh, well, I wanted to use Hyperland and start X doesn't work. Yeah. We're right back to the Wayland problem. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh,
1: the... I just use the bash profile, and I that's how I start my Wayland session.
3: Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how that's how pretty much most people do it when you log in on yeah. tty0. Just start x, bitch. Like, let's go. All right,
0: start it up. Uh, who? Uh, I Steve. I
3: have been experimenting
1: with greetd did i hear my name I,
0: I wanted lie to be really good but it's really it's 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 it doesn't work half the time uh there steve there
1: needs to be some
2: improvements
0: your first one
2: hello sir hello sir i, I don't mind if i do uh well wine receives an, another update but this time uh f- to support something near and dear to my heart oh i broke my <laughs> microphone was it notepad plus plus compatibility no, Diablo 4. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. They fixed Diablo 4 support. Me is happy. Me
3: is jiggly jiggly puff. Dude, oh, because you know, uh Diablo 4, man, when no patch plus pluses comes,
1: come. Uh plus. the the various second listed bug fix on their announcement yeah. tracker says that they fixed a crashing issue with notepad plus plus what and diablo diablo is not even mentioned in it (laughs)
2: yeah well uh, well, it's uh, well when i saw in the title they fixed diablo 4 i went installed the staging version so uh well yeah i applied a lot of fixes and 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 stuff uh, but all that matters is
1: it now works better with Diablo 4. So anybody who wants to run what Diablo is, 4...
0: What is that voice? Somebody shoot that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: okay. Okay. It's okay. his uber okay. voice. It does you do a good
2: job. Apolo- apologies, master. Apologies. All
0: right, yeah. Now we're uh, now we're all getting cancelled. So I appreciate you, you
2: that.
3: You upset the benevolent overlord, Steve. Come on. Uh, you, okay, okay, uh, okay, uh, we okay, already okay. have Evo mode, in
1: chat it, to kick Tyler. Dude, okay, just okay. lost half of our
0: viewers.
2: <laughs> On a serious note, but Diablo 4 support is now fixed in uh, Wine 8.5 staging. So uh, for all my fellow uh, brethren from uh, Tristram, you can join the fight using uh, Wine staging. So jump on Wine staging and get your Diablo 4 armor. Is is Deckard Cain in Diablo
1: 4? Do we have Deckard Cain? Well, Decker Kane is dead. <laughs> okay, that's I've, why I'm not going to play Diablo 4, because i killed him Diablo 3.
0: Never played a Diablo game in my entire life. I'm just putting that out there.
1: I, I've been playing I've been
2: playing Diablo 4's uh, Diablo series literally since the day it was released back in the 90s. On I played it on PC, continued it, and finished it on the PlayStation 1. Uh, then the 2 on the PC, 3 on the PC, and now I can't wait to play Diablo 4. And hip dad... Made me watch him play the beta, and I was crying because I couldn't download it.
0: I play Hearthstone. That's the only Battle.net game that I play. All right, and I use bottles. Do you do that, by the way? Bottles is good. All right, anyways, let's go ahead and move on to the contact information. Uh, Let's see if I can do this without actually looking at it. So You can get in contact with us with any number of ways. Probably the best way is to head on over to the old website. It's thelinuxcast.org. There you'll find previous episodes, uh, when I remember to actually put them there, which I do most of the time. Uh, Also, blog posts, uh, when I'm writing blog posts. I should actually have a blog post this week. I'm back to getting into that kind of stuff. So there should be a blog post there this week. Uh, anyways, the Linuxcast.org is where you'll find all that stuff and, and just buy Tyler. And just, <laughs> there goes Tyler. Um, a- anyways, uh, you can follow uh, the Linuxcast on Macedon Odyssey. Those links will be in the video description or on the website as well. Uh, Tyler it has a YouTube channel, which he does not know how to use anymore. I'm just putting that out there, uh, but you could go over there and subscribe to it. It's it has content, previously uploaded uh youtube.com slash is where you'd find that uh josh is has all of his contact information at tenleyj.com slash stalker did i remember that right yes
1: yes stalker
0: yeah see i remember that because uh, see-
1: obviously obviously if you want to track me down you, you you just want to stalk me so i'm just gonna give you everything right there at that one page
0: yeah uh um, Steve has any number of places you can find him in, on his YouTube channel at youtube.com/slash/at-zero-dark-zero-at-zero. Zero, at, at zero, I don't know what uh, his is. Damn it! I almost got all the way Lux. through.
2: Um, zero linux, zero linux add zero linux
0: with a z my, with an x My, well, you can't even you did the damn same <laughs> thing with an I didn't It's a Z. <laughs> did <laughs> you a, make the
1: distro don't you know how to
2: spell it
0: also the problem is he uses a, a slightly different name on every single platform so he's tech zero in some places he's dark maybe, zero in some places He's zero linux in some places So,
1: what you're saying is that at zerolinux.xyz, we need to get him to make a page of zerolinux.xyz slash stalker as well. That way he can have everything in one page.
0: Definitely. That'd be great. Anyways, youtube.com slash at zerolinux with an X, not with a Z. You can email us at email at thelinuxcast.org. You can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Linuxcast. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Linuxcast. All that stuff can be found on the website on his dedicated page at slash contact um, if you don't want to type in any of the stuff that i just put all of the links will be there for you to to, to just click on uh, at your leisure so uh that is the contact information i almost made it through without looking uh if uh steve would you know standardize his his You know, handle. I would have been perfect, but no, we gotta come. We we gotta come up with a whole bunch of different ones with
2: clever zero handles. You know, it's great. Uh, (laughs) Xero, Xero, it's Xero, Xero, not zero. It's Xero means I know in Greek.
0: Well, you know what I? I'm American, bitch. (laughs) I'm American. That was the most American
3: way to say it. That was awesome. (laughs)
0: If if you oh. wanted me to say it the Greek way, you should have told me many many moons ago. I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. Tech
2: okay. Zeno. means I don't know in Greek. If you say tech zero, means I know te- tech. I know zero Linux. Sure. I what know are, Linux. What are you doing to us, man?
3: Why are you trying to
1: teach us wh- languages wh- and shit? Wh- wh- are you, a word? Why, are you hey.
3: why
2: are you retconning everything, man? <laughs>
0: like, <that's laughs>
1: he's he's got he's got to practice his Greek.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah because i'm looking for work to if anybody in the chat is greek and knows how to uh, find work easily in greece please contact me
0: all right moving on to the rest of the news so i'm going to go ahead and go first again because that's just the order that we were in so my my actual news this this week um nobody can actually see that steve you're not on camera um (laughs) Uh, ubuntu has a brand new official flavor i thought i thought for sure that ubuntu cinnamon was actually already an official flavor but apparently it's not so correct me if i'm wrong ubuntu cinnamon is is another product like that 12 year old kid that does all of the ubuntu flavors now he 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 he, he does web and he's doing the the um unity the unity one so
2: I dream to become him.
0: He's. And
3: I've got a. My article is going to relate to this, so this is perfect. So. Uh,
0: like, uh, so, anyways, Ubuntu cinnamon is now an official flavor. So they have like what now, eight or nine or ten flavors or something like that. They have a lot of flavor, official flavors now. Um, and do you? Here's the question I have for you guys. Do you guys think that there's a point where they have just too many choices? Um.
3: Yeah. No. Uh,
0: were there
2: that like that's what that, that's what i'm afraid of if i release all those spins on zero linux
0: it just it just feels like they have too many flavors and too many choices for people to choose from and it's just like and obviously i mean like they have the spins page so so like similar to like what fedora does with their spins page but fedora oh, bur- flavors, fedora buries spins. their spins page like they don't even link to it like but like for a half a blurb on their website right um ubuntu also kind of varies their flavors page but you can find it fairly easily but it's just like how how once you get to get to that point how how are you supposed to make a choice and like
1: uh so i'm looking at the website and i'm not seeing rudra being mentioned anywhere so i don't think i don't think uh the unity guys behind it at all i think this is somebody else yeah,
2: it's uh, somebody who's older than
0: that
1: kid. I see okay. Joshua well, Joshua World 13.
0: P-E- so Pisac? I don't know. It, it, I
1: or Pisac. At Probably.
0: at at this point I just assume any new Ubuntu flavors is just the same dude coming up with with remixes over and over again. Um I'm <laughs> just, just I, so I just just make that assumption. Um Ubuntu Flatpack Remix. <laughs> Yeah, I have a, actually have a video recorded about that. Um, so here, what would you guys think? Do you guys, I mean, Ubuntu likes to make their installer very, very simple, right? Is they don't want to overcomplicate. But what if they had like an advanced installer where you could just install the flavor from the regular Ubuntu ISO? Um, uh,
3: why, why no. even make it an advanced install? Why not just put all of the spins? into one installer and then just be like do you want you know
2: your cinnamon do you want
3: your you know no no no
2: no 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 distro maintainer intervening here uh you do that you will end up with the main flavor that was on the iso plus whatever flavor the user it's the issue that that's gonna mix two things together don't mix don't mix don't mix don't mix well i mean
1: It, it it's Are, the same issue uh, that OpenSUSE ran into because OpenSUSE actually used to theme KDE and GNOME very heavily. Yeah, yeah. And since then, you've noticed that they've gone very, very, very stock. And that's just because the number of support requests that you get from you know having a, a ISO that installs everything, and that's like the standard ISO that everybody downloads, is that you start getting all these support requests for all the different desktop environments when you, the, you, the, the team, only really wants to focus on the one.
0: Yeah, so, that that's a good point that the point. the people who support the spins aren't necessarily the same people that support everything else, right? So Yeah,
1: that yeah. said, all all of the Ubuntu flavors, they're just maintained by community members. And eventually they get promoted to like official flavor status because, you know, maybe maybe they're maybe Ubuntu just likes what they're doing enough that you know, they want to provide like the download infrastructure for a project. But that's about as far as Ubuntu really goes. They don't really give any funding to the flavors. All the, all they do is just you know give them the servers that you can download the, the ISO from.
2: Yeah, yeah, but the problem is uh, remains the fact that if you uh, include the option to select which flavor you want from a single ISO, you will always end up with the the one that was selected, which in Ubuntu's uh, in Ubuntu in Ubuntu's case is always going to be GNOME, their flavor of GNOME. Uh, so if the user selects, let's say, uh, KDE, they're going to end up with GNOME and KDE and the user having to remove GNOME manually because uh, they don't well, want KDE. But I mean, if
3: we're being honest, we're talking about Canonical. They definitely, like, as much as we shit on them, like, not spending their development resources on the desktop, they definitely have the resources to make the installer go back and clean up, like if you chose a different spin, clean up.
2: Yeah, but they don't do it. Exactly. We, we all know that yeah, yeah, they
3: yeah. don't do it. No, I, I, I do completely agree. I, I'm just. I, I am just making the point they could fix that, but I don't think they
2: So can, can I. So can I. I know how.
3: Yeah. It's just a lot of
2: work.
0: It, they they already so go through and remove work. a whole bunch of stuff. So, the way that, so they have an option there for a minimal install. So if you click the minimal install, it will actually install everything and then remove it afterwards. That's the way that they <laughs> – yeah. that's just the way it does it, and, it, and it's the most – it's the – like, here's an idea. Let's ship an ISO that's going to be – what three four gigabytes in size install well, uh, everything
1: the, the main reason why is because of how ubuntu handles the packaging uh their installer when you when you tell ubuntu to install it's going to install the ubuntu-desktop-session that's the meta package that installs that enti- that installs the entirety of the known of their known desktop all their tweaks and everything to it so uh th- that's what they have their install put in as, and then it cleans up all the extra stuff later, where, like, then it'll remove, like, LibreOffice, a couple other tools. They have to
3: do it that way, because if they didn't package their entire desktop as a single package, if you didn't, like, let's say you went from, like, a minimal ISO, which I don't even think they still ship those, but even if they did, if you went from that and had to install, like, 50, 60 packages. You'd be like, what What the hell
0: well, are they doing? Like, they, okay, so I'm not a developer, so I'm sure that what I'm about to say is the dumbest thing ever. Uh, but we have Bash scripts, right? They could just create a Bash script that would take the packages... For, I mean, uh, somewhere along the line, they have to m- create that one meta package that has all the other packages listed. Like,
3: uh, yeah, that's I'm what they of,
0: did. Like they, they could just have a, a bash script that trans i don't know it, it just it it, it feels nope. like they're doing it nope i'll
2: i'll, I'll stop you right there because everything you're saying is, is wrong uh, uh, uh the fact that it can be done via bash script is true but the fact that uh, it would work is not true uh as someone who tried uh, dependencies <laughs> impossible to remove Because some dependencies are called Hard dependencies no, 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 for a no. reason that, that, that would
0: entail you Installing them to begin with What I'm saying is you do it before the installation no, 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 no. even happens You know um no Matt
3: is right. Matt, like, Matt is complete. like Okay, so ah, you got gotta
0: remember, I'm not a d de- I'm not a developer. I'm also not an Ubuntu guy. So I know that the, the you know you know DPKG and and dealing with dev packages and all this stuff, it it,
2: it can be done in even an easier method. Just create different meta packages.
0: That's literally what the, uh, I just said okay <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah that's, that, that's what i was saying matt is right like what about is right i'm just saying Play. like oh. for
0: example on arts you create a package list right you have two different package lists and that's how you would go and install yeah. theoretically sure. right and i i know that what? in some way that's how arco does it is that they have different package lists and it can be altered via the calamari's installer right
2: you are, are no lo- that, you are so no I- arc- <laughs> you
0: are no longer yeah, an are you no longer arc- no, i used to,
2: when when i used to be i uh <laughs> net install is a nightmare to begin with uh, I- i'm sure but, i'm sure yeah, there I- are
0: are hurdles i'm just i'm just saying
2: yes I, I mean, you're it, correct it, sorry it, i i was i was wrong i it, thought you were talking a
1: different it,
0: thing. it it's different yeah. on ubuntu though guys is because everything is on the iso right uh My biggest – I'd have a much bigger problem with the way they're doing it if it was on on Arch because you download all that stuff. So that's taking up your bandwidth, right? This stuff, you've already spent the bandwidth on, so it doesn't really matter if they just remove it afterwards because it's not taking up any more bandwidth. you know? Correct. So anyway –
3: Also, the the way Ubuntu looks at it is having that big meta package for the desktop is kind of necessary just because of who Ubuntu's target audience well, is.
0: Also yeah. also the desktop team is notoriously uninterested in maintaining more than one package. I mean yeah. that's that's the reason why uh, chromium was uh, originally put into a snap because they wanted to just maintain <laughs> one package same thing with firefox right so um yeah. they they don't want to maintain multiple packages so the, having two meta packages one minimal one regular it's also the reason why it, what is it is zubuntu is actually creating their own separate iso that's going to be minimal instead of having just the option for it in the regular installer they're going to create their own iso that's actually freaking minimal Instead of having all the stuff and then removing it afterwards. Um, okay, ty-
2: everything you said is, is is super super well done. So, well said. Uh, they could do that, but as Ubuntu is it's Ubuntu, just, they would It's canonical. Not like
3: they just don't want
0: to. Well, just just to go yeah. back to the, the why we went down to that rabbit hole to begin with, putting the flavors in the installer. Is just something that they would never be interested in doing. Uh, no. uh, as much as I think it would be cool, um, because because even to this day, if you install OpenSUSE, you get a selection of desktop environments to install, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you can you so, so OpenSUSE does it. Um, Arco obviously has you know just gone completely off the fucking Um, deep end. So let's just you know everything that ships like everything. Oh, oh, did you (laughs) did you create just a random uh, window manager? Sure, we'll include it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fine. fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So so they they've obviously taken it completely. So it it obviously can be done. It's just that the developers have to be interested in doing
2: it, and the it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. It's not. Well, uh, for Ubuntu, well, uh, they can do it if they wanted to, but they won't. But and it's, in much, the case it's of Arco,
0: much easier with a net install because if, it, if because the Ubuntu ISO is not a net install, they'd have to include everything, on, everything the
2: on the ISO, whereas with
0: Arco right. or OpenSUSE, you click on that, it downloads the stuff right from the repository. Yeah,
2: but the problem with net installs then brings with it the, the problem of users that have some proprietary Wi-Fi chip or Ethernet or whatever. Well, uh, yeah, and, yeah, no, no,
0: I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there, Steve, because if you downloaded a net installer, it doesn't matter if they've put extra desktop environments on there if you've downloaded a net installer you're going to have problems with the internet no matter what because you have to be installed you have to be connected to the internet like you can't i mean on some distributions you can install arch without an internet connection but the vast majority of them you have to be connected to the internet in the first place
2: yeah uh, for example in zero linux i turned off the requirement for wi-fi or internet uh, and and
0: that's fine that just means that you have to include everything on the iso where, where,
2: Which I I don't, I don't include any, because my ISO is 2.5 gigabytes, so I don't include everything under the sun. But you, you uh, but, but not but for the, a
0: bootable system, right? You
2: could you it's for you can boot the but zero Linux. That's how it is. It doesn't require internet. Uh, you can install and get to a desktop without internet. Then you'll have to solve your internet issue. Right but the wor- it will work out of the box. Mm-hmm. I had users mm-hmm. who had proprietary drivers that didn't mm-hmm. couldn't get it to work. Uh, get it get wi-fi to work but they had zero linux installed my my point
0: was is internet. that if you install if you download an iso that you know is a net installer oh,
2: oh you
0: know oh, yeah. you, you yeah. It, it doesn't matter whether or not there's extra desktop environments on there that you can choose from or not uh, if you can't you that's connect the problem to the internet. i was talking about if you
2: can't yeah, connect to the, the internet
0: you're not going to be installing it at all so um,
2: exactly. That's what I was talking about because the, uh, early on Arco, that's what he was doing that, before the that, easy in, that's, easy install. That's
0: a user problem, not a distro maintainer problem, because as long as yeah yeah, as I'm they, saying
2: it's a user problem. Uh,
0: as long as the user knows going in as a net installer, then it becomes their responsibility to be able to get the network. Yeah, but they opener. don't
2: know if the, the, the Wi-Fi is going to work. That's uh, their the, the that's their work.
0: own problem. That's the hardware problem. That's the way I look at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, but it, it
2: causes th- that small problem. It's, users don't know. That's the thing.
0: Well, I mean, not every distribution has to be a new user distribution. I mean, it, it,
2: it.
0: it's it's like saying, oh, I'm going to install Gentoo, but I don't know if my internet's going to work, you know? Like, you can't. The only way to install Gentoo is if you can get networking actually working. You can't download it in any other – like, you have to be able to download it and, and do all this stuff in order to install Gentoo. You, if if you can't do that, then you're not installing Gentoo. I'm sorry. You're just not going to do it. Yeah, and some people, mm, there, in so, some people are in China.
1: You Say can actually install Gentoo offline. It's just that uh, you, there's a lot of front-end work you have to do to be able to do that first.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'll am i take your word for it, but I don't think it'd probably be the best way to do it. Okay,
1: Tyler, your turn.
0: Yeah, Tyler, <laughs> your next <laughs> one.
3: <laughs> you don't
0: want the Gentoo guys to start talking about Gentoo. Come on, man. <laughs> well,
3: my article is perfect as a follow-up to this one because – Speaking of that 12 or 13-year-old kid to making Linux distros, he's got another one, BlendOS, which...
1: This one's actually been around for, like, uh, a, a couple months now.
3: Yes, and we do kind of have to talk about this, because I'm going to have a spicy hot take here, possibly. Um, distro, uh, Distros like this and this distro, uh, no disrespect to the kid who's making it, uh, or people who, for whatever reason, really enjoy these distros... Um, in my humble opinion, I think they're stupid. Um, completely and utterly <laughs> stupid. Um, so, Windows, <coughs> oh like a lot of these distributions, like Vanilla OS, whatever, they <coughs> aim to replace all the Linux distros out there, take all of the package managers and like, shove them, like just, just butt pack them into a one distro. And, using distro box. Yeah, he's
0: just using distro box, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do not get these distros. I will never understand. I... <sighs>
0: well, from, from a development standpoint, like Vanilla OS or Silverblue, whatever makes sense to be able to do this in a in a, in um like say for example, you're going to use Silverblue. You could use Toolbox, right? And being able to go into an environment where you can run a different distro makes sense if you're a developer. But for regular people. What do you just choose a package manager that you like, right? Just it, it, well,
3: but also, like, all right, like, let's let's tackle it from a distro maintainer's perspective and a user's uh, perspective in that order. Distro maintainer, who in the hell wants to manage every single package manager? Like, when someone runs into a problem with apt or pacman or whatever, like, do you really? want to support well, that
1: here here's the thing he's not supporting it because he he it says on their website that they only support flat packs officially and that they support well, flat then, packs and distro box and well, that's as much as they but support
3: did, but, did, but, did, but did we go back to the core part of the problem why the fuck make the distro why well, like,
1: that's if a you're good only question going to
3: support one package type and every other type is off on your own just let someone use distro on your regular, normal ass distro. Like, well,
0: I agree. I, I agree with that. Also, but also, think think about it this way: none of the package management systems actually matter, and and well, we we know this from from a like like you can. The, the the differences that they make of, of how they install stuff doesn't matter uh, how the syntax you have doesn't matter learn i mean having multiple package managers on a system just requires the user to learn um you know that all yeah. the the syntax but really what would make this interesting is not because of the package managers, but because it, it could theoretically pull from different repositories right so if you want if you you're yeah. basically using you know ubuntu or debian here whatever it is and you could pull from the aur if you wanted to you know that that's that's where that becomes interesting it's it, not
3: yeah every, every, no, every, no, everyone no, it keeps it becomes interesting that's a major pain in the ass
0: well it is like, a you, it is a pain in the ass but the idea is broadening at least I assume the, the the theoretical advantage here is broadening your access to software, right? Because the, the the AUR has a lot of software in it, and you know you can. But I don't I don't I don't understand why you need all of them, right? Because you're just there's yes. going to be a lot of duplicated shit there, right? And yes, and you have to deal with version numbers, and it's, I mean... It, and
3: which package manager did you use to install this
2: application? But, well, the problem, but the, we also... the problem with that is that he forked the, uh, the vanilla OS package manager that pulls from all package managers. So uh, you run his package manager command. I forgot what it was called. Uh, you type that, and it will ask you, it will prompt you, where do you want to pull the package from? AUR, Pac-Man, uh, uh, apt, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, uh, hmm. See, but,
3: I'm uh, not even using it. We're just talking about it, and I've got a headache. Like, yeah.
2: Fuck yeah. this.
3: Like, but, I, to, to me, like, like, to me, like, g- genuinely, the way that I look at this is like, if Linux is already a... Um, a more user-demanding uh, well, OS. Be- before we
1: get into this here, we should probably take a minute to explain what DistroBox is, and th- because oh, that's yeah. actually how it's achieving all this. Uh, basically, all it's, all DistroBox is, is, DistroBox is a front-end for containers, so either Podman or Docker containers, as long as it supports the OCI container format, uh, which uh, is what both of those programs use so basically what you're doing is you're just installing this this you're not actually installing the package on your native file system you're installing it yep. inside of a docker container basically mm-hmm. which is basically just like a very slimmed down secure virtual machine that isn't even yeah, actually but, really but, a but you can forget
2: machine. podman because now they're charging up the wazoo for accounts
1: yeah <laughs> i thought that was uh, but even no like the the biggest no no see is... you got it backwards it's docker and docker actually uh docker. went back uh, on no, that sorry yeah, well, but they went Docker reverse course on that.
3: The the worst part about these these kind of systems is um, they they these kind of distros where you use distrobox to install your applications. Are pretty much ignorant to the fact that flatpak exists, which is which is not to say that they are literally well, ignorant this, about them.
1: Well, this but, does also ship flatpak. Uh, the the biggest complaint yeah. that I have about these distros is that they don't really fix the darn issues with Linux distros. No, they're,
3: uh, because they're taking the problems from every single one and shoving it into one distro. Well, yes, guys. Like, uh, the num- guess, the, the hold biggest on a sec- issue. Hold that on I have
1: with
0: uh, the 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 problem with these distros this particular distribution and a lot of the immutable distributions is they do not do a good job of marketing the aspect of why they are the way they are. Okay. This one in particular does a horrendous job of marketing why it's good. It, 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 the, the, the idea behind the, the, the stuff that they've talked about, like, Oh, you have access to all the package managers. Okay. Well, that might sound good to a random person who doesn't know much about Linux, but to those of us who've used Linux for a very long time just see, like, ah, man, why would I really want that, right? What, what's good about it? And no one ha- no one has been able to say, hey, this is the reason why it's a good idea to, that you have access to DNF and apt and Pac-Man and Zipper and all this stuff, right? And well, I'm,
3: sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I do got to say because I'll give you the answer. The reason they can't, they don't give you one, is because there is none. Right. Like if you're if you're advanced enough to know that you probably don't want this, and eh, you're not going to use but
0: it. But also, and then
3: two, if you're a new user, and you're like, oh, that's neat, and you start using it, uh, you're going to run into problems right, because no, using all the okay. package managers requires you to understand how to maintain your own.
0: Package. Well, I mean, it really okay. So the the the, the real problem here isn't that they are doing this it's that they've taken a feature of DistroBox and made it a feature of their Distro. Basically, they've pulled it out of Distro. It really didn't pull it out like technologically, but they've marketed it as this is a feature of our Distro when it's really a feature of DistroBox. Like if you just said, hey, we also include Distro Box on our distro, you can do anything that distro box can do, including using zipper or you know RPM or whatever. You know, that's great because that's what people use DistroBox for is to create containers where they can, you know, run alternate environments to what they have on their yeah. hardware. That's the reason why they do it. And that's the feature of DistroBox. But well, instead, they've taken it out and put it in as a feature of yeah, their distro. They,
2: they, they basically, they, they took a, a feature of DistroBox and ran rampant with
0: it. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, and, it's not
0: even – And then didn't I mean, really it, explain why they, they've, they're marketing it this way, right? Well,
3: it, it – well – I guess
0: well they're I, trying to be different but the, the their differentiation doesn't make sense because w- when you think about distrobox the the you don't use distrobox because you want to get into you you don't you get access to a different package manager you do it because it gives you a di- access to a different environment you know you get different ver- different versions of the kernel different versions of software and stuff like that. that's why it's important not because you all of a sudden have access to pacman you know.
1: Well, realistically, DistroBox is actually inspired by the, the uh, Fedora Silverblue tool, which is Toolbox, which was yeah. one of the first front ends for Podman to be able to do something like this. And Toolbox was never really engineered towards, like, the desktop user. It was, It's always been engineered at the developer because, you know, it's a temporary environment where you just go and you install all your NPM packages, and then when you're done with it, you can just blow it up and send it away. Well, uh, it's it's and, uh, it's
0: a it's – that's another thing that's weird about this is that it's a development tool, right? It's for people who want to yeah. do development, and this distro is advertising this feature as if it's something that everyone wants.
3: Well, from the distro like creator or maintainer's perspective, the reason they don't want to – or the reason they market it the way they do is because if they did just come out and say legitimately what the distro was, then everyone would mock it. Because it's like almost all of these are, well, we're Fedora or Ubuntu, and we got distro box.
1: Done. That like, said, if if I ever get around to actually making a distro myself, uh, I I probably would make an immutable system, but I would just hard disable any package manager whatsoever besides you know flatpak, because then
3: that's all. Then I what's care the
2: about. use of getting it?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> well, but I mean like. So, so back back to these kind of distros. Like my my main point is really just I don't. I would like to see these kind of distros stop being made because like, and I'm and I'm not. Are
0: you I, talking about I'm immutable saying, distros or?
3: No, 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 no. Uh, the ones using distro box. Well, they are almost always immutable, but no, the ones using distro box where the whole selling point is you can use it. Yeah,
1: well, I think the, I think we got the. Three of them now. We got CarbonOS, VanillaOS, and BlendOS, right? hmm Yep. So
3: those are the three. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, uh, anyways, guys, the we reason, us... the reason I would like to see these distros stop being stop being made or maintained is not because I think they're completely useless projects, but I I feel like the developers behind them are normally very skilled people. They're they're normally very good developers, and they could be using their development time and expertise on distros that could within a minute have the exact same feature that their entire distro uses and their, their development power can be better maintained or not better maintained, better used. Uh, I
0: think, so I I think I go the other direction. I think that the reason why they should stop being made is simply because they don't have a good reason for existing, right? Immutable Operating systems, whether you like them or not, have a good reason for existing. And part of Mm. the thing that makes immutable operating systems and stuff work is things like Toolbox and Distrobox. It's just a tool that exists on those things. Like, you know, just it's, it's a random development tool that some people use. Like if you're not a developer and you use Silverblue, you're probably never going to use Toolbox at all, right? It's just, you're never never going to use it, you know? And and that's because it's it's a development tool. This is, that's the reason why a lot of these, and that's why I go back to the whole marketing thing. Like they've made this a feature that they've touted as a thing that it feels like they think everyone should use or should want to use. And it's really not, right? It's that having access to multiple different package managers is not a... A feature it, that it just com- people want.
2: It just complicates, right? It, it's just complicates
0: well, uh, for no reason. Right. And and it, it would be different if they marketed this this distro towards developers like if developers have access to but even then their wording is a little wrong because instead of they're not saying hey you have access to distro box you're saying hey you have access to all these package managers it, it, it's 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 a different perspective and it just feels weird um well but, i mean i
3: feel like how you started off is perfectly accurate like there is no reason for them to exist if you're making these distros for developers stop every I mean, if, if if we're seriously making these kind of distros for developers well, who don't know how to install DistroBox, um...
1: Well, the funny thing is, is I'm sitting here reading this It's Foss article, and I kind of wonder if It's Foss actually knows what the difference between DNF and Yum is.
0: Well, <laughs> prob- I do prob- they do. Probably don't. And I, I don't think they, they included either. RPM in there too, which is you know weird. Uh,
1: well, I can see here support for multiple package managers, including apt, DNF, Yum, Pacman, and Yay. I can understand differentiating Pac-Man from Yay, but there's no reason to di- differentiate DNF and Yum because DNF is just newer version of Yum.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just just Yum is not. It,
1: it literally stands for Dandified Yum.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's go <laughs> ahead and, and and move on. We could talk. Maybe we should do a whole video, a whole podcast on immutable podca- uh immutable systems or something like that. So, uh, Steve, take us into the KDE KDE news. Could you please?
1: <laughs> Will do. Will do. This week ADN. in KDE. <laughs>
2: KDE ends march with more fixes including more plasma
1: way and artwork.
0: the story is over we can move on to the next one
1: <laughs> well, well
3: actually actually we hope but one, there I are new features
1: input, the, they they actually added some features
3: Yeah well one of the one of the <laughs> biggest ones that like I've heard a lot of people complain about that this finally fixes is the kate text editor and the QML stuff I've heard a lot of people bitch about that and so now yeah. they finally do have the language server in there for K. So and
2: like, and, and they fig- and they fixed something. The other day when I ran the update command, I got one update. One update and only one. And it only was one? Kwin. What? Yeah. Kwin. Kwin came alone as an update. <laughs> I was that like, I've never, never seen happens. K-Win all by itself get get an update. K- yeah, K- was, Kitty
0: never updates just one package at a time. Oh. But,
2: yeah, that's the first time i ever seen it. K-Win all by itself. It was to fix way uh, common uh, source of K-Win crashes for plasma wayland session. So,
0: uh, I thought it was going to uh, be fixing something with K-Screen. So <laughs> I just
2: assumed.
1: <laughs> yeah, not yet. Well, <laughs>
2: well K-Screen, um, hmm, questionable. And... Uh, Discover is now massively faster, and that's correct. I tested it, I can confirm. Uh, As long as you don't have many widgets installed that get pulled from the KDE store, the moment you have that, (laughs) it goes massively slow. (laughs) But as long as you don't have a lot of those installed, you're okay. It's much faster to load uh, package information now when you click and when you update actual packages like flat packs and and now and now finally it reports the actual uh the actual uh flat pack size and download the percentage instead of showing you 100% and sticking at 100% for like 20 minutes while it downloads the uh, the package. Well, that's just because uh, the way
0: Flatpak does. The, if you've ever installed a Flatpak from the terminal, you'll see sometimes it's like um, 110, you know, megabytes out of a 90 or something like that. It does something really weird with. Yes. Uh, with.
2: I'm assuming. Yeah, that... and 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 the the fact that Flatpaks uh, don't have uh, they they pull they pull from HTTP uh, regular servers rather from uh, rather than being actual package manager it's just pulling a
3: file from http or https yeah all right
0: no no go ahead i was i was moving us on
3: okay the the last thing really quick i was going to say because this one is like i i I just noticed this and this is also kind of one i'll believe it when i see it but apparently they finally fixed the flat hub flat packs that you download not respecting the breeze icon theme Supposedly they fixed that. I will believe it when I see it, though. So. Are you using the KDE
1: right it. now? So can you find out for us? Uh, the... Steve, 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 Steve. I need you to destroy your wonderful theme, switch to Breeze for like five minutes, and, and, and test this for us.
3: <laughs> He's like, no. I'd rather, kill,
1: I'd rather kill myself than do that. Uh,
2: I already, I already set it, uh, set the
1: workarounds to use whatever GTK theme I'm using. I'm good. Oh, all okay. right. Okay, all
0: right. Josh, your last one, please.
1: Uh, my last one. Uh, Chrome is, has made it official. They are adding AV1 and VP and VP9 codecs to WebRTC. Uh, basically, if you don't know what WebRTC is, and uh, say you use Discord for video chats, much like how we are right now, or you know, just have a video chat through a web browser in general, that's powered via WebRTC. It's web. It's web real time conferencing. That's what that's what it stands for. And all it. It's a video, it's a video streaming.
2: Uh, you mean they protocol. fix, they're
1: going to be fixing the RTC connecting issue? No, not yet. They're just adding codecs. Uh, yeah. but basically, AV1 is a video codec. It, it's free and open source. It's, it's sponsored by like everybody that cares about online video streaming, including Twitch, by the way. Although Twitch doesn't seem like they're going to be implementing it anytime soon, but basically it, it's, uh, the biggest benefit between AV1 and VP9 is that currently we use H.264, which is a codec that, is, that has a few patents and a few legalities and licensing and all that. It's a little bit questionable in every single stage. But AV1 and VP9 are both free and open source, which, which basically means that uh, and they actually perform much better and more lightly than, than what H.264 does, which means that we'll actually get a cleaner video output over video using a lower bitrate as well. So it actually really, really cleans up internet traffic too.
3: Wait, so you mean we'll be able to use Discord and it won't be compressed as shit no more?
1: Well, here's the thing about Discord. (laughs) Here's the thing about Discord, because I put a note about this in the show notes just for this reason. So when Chrome pushes an update, it gets backported into Electron four weeks later and uh this this is purely for features security fixes obviously they get a bit higher priority but features get backported into the chromium embedded framework which is what electron uses for for rendering pages this is this isn't a problem until it comes to discord where discord is actually still using a version of electron that that got that reached end of life in 2018 because with of with it uh is. yeah <laughs> now Discord claims that they backport security fixes, but of course they they relicense uh, it under a proprietary dual license, so you know I, you can't see I, I, I would, you, you can't see Discord excitement. stuff. Which means that if Discord was to ever actually jump to a supported version of Electron, uh, then you could probably use our newfound favorite codecs. In the meantime, <laughs> if they, in the meantime, if they ever do that, <laughs> just just re, just be happy that you're using Opus audio, which is a fantastic audio codec because that is free and open source. But you're still using H.264 video.
0: <laughs> the whiskey in the chat said you can bet that it's going to be payable. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a nitro feature. Oh, yeah. Of course, uh, it is going to be a nitro feature. It's going to be a nitro
1: feature. Uh, before yeah, for
3: we sure. forget, though, because it did scroll by in chat. I don't know if anyone else saw it. And we do need to go ahead and uh, talk about it. Um, Mr. Mister Burns threw us a 599 euro euro. Uh, super uh, yes. chat and said, ever thought about doing some videos on K3D, K3S could be interesting. Now, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, okay, I, that's so, what so I was explain to explain to you guys either. what it is, K3D or K3S
1: is a front end for Kubernetes. Ah. Yeah, which immediately, um, I know yeah. that Matt, you typically don't do videos videos concerning Kubernetes and Zanny, you definitely don't. Nope. And uh, <laughs> Steve, you're developing a distribution, why would you need to worry about Kubernetes? So... That it falls to me because you know, I'm the guy that has a server in the closet. Yeah, I
0: wanna see your videos on Kubernetes, uh, when, man.
1: When I actually push out the home lab series that I've been promising since like November last year. Uh, which
0: yeah. is All which right. is so, coming first, the next distro hacking or the the, on, the, Terminators on, let the video?
3: Let me do the math here. Uh so that should come out, what, about six years after the next distro hacking? <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, just,
0: sure <laughs> just, just for it. the record, I'm horrible with containers. I've been struggling with Podman and uh, Jellyfin for like weeks. <laughs> like, I can't do well, that's
1: it. That's funny. That's funny because I've been reading a lot of Podman documentation. So I will. So the very first episode is actually going to be about uh, managing Podman containers on an SE Linux system.
3: Yeah. I'm. Oh, yes. Uh, but let's do what we did to them with Gen2, where like a group of us get together. With separate documentation knowledge, and just trying to just try to help him out, make him go crazy. Yeah, that
0: that stream was six hours long, and I'm pretty sure at the end of it, I still didn't have Gen two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and move well, on to the last you section you of, of the. Somebody told you use Network
1: Manager, and it's like, why would you use Network Manager? <laughs>
0: well, I think we ended up where we were compiling Xorg, but I, I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. I I'm I'm on Redcore now. It's perfectly fine. It's it's basically not gen two at all uh, <laughs> uh anyways um moving on to the last section of the thing we call these things the thingies of the week basically they're the pics of the week but we couldn't use that because that was trademarked so we had to use thingies of the weekend if you're thinking the the reason why we called them that is because of something dirty you're right um anyways moving on to the thing it things, started
1: out with porn products
0: yes so uh first uh Let's see, who, 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 who do we have first? Uh, oh, me! Cool. So, uh, my thingy of the week is Qtile. So, I've been moving around between different window managers for a few days now. I've just been trying to, you know, just plan around and things as, as I've been known to do. Uh, and for the longest time, my happy place in terms of window managers was I3. And don't get me wrong, I3 is still fantastic. But I went back to I3 last night, and man... Did I completely forget how to use it? Um, my, like, like I had 19 workspaces. Like, man, who needs all these workspaces?
2: <laughs> oh
0: my I know. god! It, it was what really, happened to you, man? It was really weird. Um, and I had to remember all the key bindings because I had, I have separate key bindings for every single workspace, right? And I had to remember between the, you know, what they were. You're right? Yeah. Um. Well, you gotta you gotta remember in. Qtile, tile i have 12, yeah. 12 workspaces and it's just enough right it's it's not it, it, i i could probably use one more and be happy about it but
2: um i don't in a week I, in a week's time he can he can use seven more to get
0: uh,
1: to 19 the funny thing <laughs> is that uh, i still have yet to find a bar that supports uh, uh, workspace numbers for Hyperland. So uh, I've been going barless this uh, for the past 48 hours. As you should. As you should. That said, I have no idea which workspace Discord is on. I don't know where the window even Does is.
0: Doesn't doesn't way <laughs> I waybar supports waybar w- workspace numbers? Uh,
1: waybar only supports supports knowing which window is the focused window. It doesn't support workspace numbers. I think you I think you have to something Hyperland.
3: custom with waybar to get it to have uh, Hyperland. Uh,
1: because,
0: workspace numbers. All right. I don't know about Hyperland, but I know in Sway by default it has workspace numbers.
1: It so, does in Sway, but not Hyperland. Okay. Well, Pick that's a protocols. Hyperland
0: problem, not a not a bar problem. Um.
1: That said, Hyperland is still very much a beta product. Uh, maybe um, maybe the maybe they somebody might just make a bar as close.
0: Workspace numbers are days. stupid and hard to do on X too. There's a reason why like Polybar doesn't support po- numbers in Awesome or XMonad. I don't know. EWM did it in one line. It's just weird. Um. Anyways, so difficulty. Qtile, the the point of the story was they. Um. I spent so much time in Qtile that I've become a Qtile fanboy now, and I've had a hard time switching away from it. So. Uh, uh,
3: gross, man. You're using Python. It's so slow. <laughs> it's, I bet your system is It's so, is so like slow
1: and slow. Just, you should probably hit the keybind for the term. For, to open up his terminal which is written in beautiful wonderful c language because you know it's a it's a nice minimal terminal called alacrity it's a beautiful
3: beautiful terminal written in c very He's beautiful and it, takes, this and, it, and it takes python and it like takes like three like seconds a solid 10, millisec- all 10 right. milliseconds to all right all right
0: boys oh. thank you for taking the mickey i appreciate it <laughs> You're uh, welcome. it's good though it's 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 really good and because it's written in python and i'm actually learning python you know it's it's, it, it, it's been it's been pretty good. So uh Qtile is my thingy of the week. Tyler, um, why do we even bother? We know what your Q- we know what your thingy of the week actually is. So what yeah. is your what is your thingy now, of the week?
3: But before I say my thingy of the week, I do I do just want to go ahead and say for everyone who's in chat and is not good on picking up with sarcasm, we were being sarcastic. Qtile is just fine. <laughs> so it's Python. It's fine. Anyway, my thing of the week is dead side. Uh look it's Windows only, so you got to have either have uh, Windows, like, you know, uh, uh, dual boot going on, or a uh, gaming VM, until the d- developers, like, stop fucking around and give us d- d- a simple toggle, which, by the way, uh, Kudu's done investigations into this, uh, they've enabled the easy anti-cheat for Linux support on the client side, but on their servers, they haven't, so... It's, it's very annoying, but anyway, um, it's a fantastic survival game. Um, it's kind of like Daisy meets Rust meets Escape from Tarkov, and they all have a baby.
1: I'm completely lost here because I I have never seen or played any of those three games.
3: Yeah, then you're going to be really lost if you check out this game. Yep. But it's phenomenal. It is really great, and. I'll be streaming it later on, so uh, and it will it'll probably be like I'm gonna be playing with a few other guys, so it's probably just gonna be a whole bunch of slightly drunk or just intoxicated people. You uh,
0: you know what I miss? Dying. I miss the zero AD days when Tyler streamed zero yeah, AD.
3: Yeah, <laughs> those, we do need to get back to doing that.
0: Like those are those were the days. I was horrible at it, but it was always fun to watch you guys play. Anyways, uh, Steve, your thingy of the week.
2: My uh, 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 I mean, my, my thingy of the week is, uh, Bravo. Uh, sorry, bra-
1: Brave. Sorry, same I thing.
0: I Should definitely call it that.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, uh Homati yeah. makes a good point. You have to have a native Windows installation. You can't run it in a virtual machine because uh, their their servers will detect that you're in a virtual machine.
0: He's <laughs> Wait, talking okay. about Dead Side.
2: Yeah.
1: If you oh, run it in a
0: oh. in a VM, it, it looks like you're cheating. Um, anyway, Steve, uh, carry on.
2: Uh, uh, I've been using Vivaldi for the since 2015 or 2014. I don't remember. Uh, and I have a lot invested in it, and I refused to move away from it until I was forced to. Because uh, I was forced to. Because. I really got annoyed by uh, by not being able to
3: <laughs> God is good. God is good. God he is has, good. He has he finally left. forsaken that piece of shit Vivaldi. What?
2: Let me let me let me let me clarify that by saying uh, uh the the thing that uh, the the straw that broke the camel's back was the fact that I couldn't Every time I wanted to open a website that I knew I had in my bookmarks on the PC, <laughs> I couldn't find it on, on my phone because Vivaldi didn't exist on iOS. So on iPhone, I was, I've was i been using Vivaldi for the longest time, and I kept seeing those uh, messages every time I opened a new tab that it was saving me bandwidth. It was blocking all this malware using the uh, the Brave Shield and uh, all that stuff, and I was like, okay, 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 I'll try Brave on, on Linux. Uh, I install it as a flat pack, as one should. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, I noticed that w- the thing that got me to fall in love with it was one simple thing: a toggle in the settings that enables it to uh, to use GTK theme. Yes. Okay. That <laughs> thing, that toggle in there. You
0: If you already have Firefox. <laughs> Shh, sh-
3: no. No. Uh, uh, no. Look. Uh, Look. Slow steps here, okay, brother. We're making progress, all <laughs> no, right? This this no, no. I cannot believe I've had to wait for the whole podcast to hear this news. This is like finding out the hot chicken class is a gamer. Like this is fucking awesome. I, well,
0: don't, get the, uh, I don't get yeah, I don't and, get the corollary. Well, <laughs> you,
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing. You see, uh on, on Gentoo, uh it, it's available on the source code and your browser legitimately does actually perform faster than, than the flat pack on Gentoo. Like, legitimately. <laughs> well,
2: with that on the, that, uh, on the side, but I, I need to admit that Brave has a lot of features that we actually need that Vivaldi keeps moving away from.
3: It got up. me Fuck pissed off at Vivaldi. On. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Vivaldi so us, much. <laughs> uh,
2: they, 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 Vivaldi gives us everything under the sun except the
3: things that we need like uh-huh, uh you yeah.
0: firefox
3: you're telling me that you you're telling me that you don't need a newspaper stand
0: uh, a
3: book a book catalog and an email, email client. client all in your browser
2: are you are you,
0: well, are you sure you don't want an RSS feed reader in there too yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: no but but the the, the the other thing is is the sync uh, protocol uh, has anybody uh, does any of you guys
1: I understand have with that brave brain. I, I yeah. have looked at Brave. I have installed it before, and I have played around with no, it. No, no, knows I Brave. knows
2: a thing or two about sync. Yes, they, they,
0: they use the stupid blockchain piece of
2: crap.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, that they, they I agree. Sink, it's a piece of crap that you can the disable. That. And you pair it with QR code. Not if they you want sync. The, the sync uses
0: the blockchain. That's how they do it. Yeah,
1: yeah the sync does use the blockchain, and uh. Oh wow, uh,
2: I didn't yeah. understand how what they use. I just saw that they gave me a, a text to copy and paste and whatever. Yep. Yeah. that's but, literally
1: what they do. And it, and I agree with you. That is super nice because then you don't have to worry about one more username and password.
2: Yeah, well, no. <laughs> on the contrary, that's what I want. I want the sync on their servers to be able to download on any device because this sync thing, from what I understood, because it uses the blockchain, whatever, whatever, uh, it, it uses your computer to, to synchronize everything. So it sends from your computer to your phone or do they send it
3: online? No, I don't no, know. It's, so essentially, all, all, the only thing that they're doing differently is that your like your information for your account instead of being an actual, like, tying to your email address and a password and all this stuff, it's tied to that code that you're given that's put on the blockchain. So, like...
2: So my stuff is online. Like, my bookmarks are online. The
0: the dumbest thing about this entire conversation is that Brave has an account system built in because they have to for their nonsense cryptocurrency bullshit. You know, so they actually have... I didn't
2: see it where... Where? I didn't see it.
0: If you sign up for the Brave Rewards, you have to have an email and stuff, and you have to sign oh, up for... Oh, Rewards?
2: No, I disabled them. Right, I know, but
0: yeah. if, if, you, if you sign up for that, which is the whole th- purpose of using Brave, because that's what... Otherwise, just use Chromium. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, if you don't want to install some extensions to get the features that Brave gives you by default... It is kind of nice to just install Brave and have a lot of those privacy features already enabled on top of. Chrome. Yeah.
0: you could use and, Firefox and, or LibreWolf or something like that. I'm just putting this. Okay, out. No, we understand. No. We understand,
2: <laughs> boss, that you are you are a uh, huh. Firefox. No, LibreWolf
3: is not is not. No, I I, I will no, no. never like LibreWolf. It's it's Libre to Wolf so much want... JavaScript that you can't yeah. even use the modern web. That's like, true. No.
2: Yeah, no, but uh, I, one last thing I want to say about uh, about Brave. That's good because I besides needed to
0: leave this... 15 minutes ago. By the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I just wanted to say I just wanted to say that uh, besides all the crypto and crypto, uh, blockchain stuff. It's got a lot of neat features. I never thought I needed those features until I started using Brave. But I'm going to hit zany where it hurts. I will be going back to Vivaldi once they release their iOS version. Damn it. <laughs> then what well, then no no, no 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 no
0: no no just shut just shut up for a minute. What the fuck was the goddamn point of this whole the last ten minutes? Oh brave is good, great brave, brave is bad. I'm get i I'm a, I switched to brave, it's fantastic. And, and then at the end of it, whole, I'm going the back to Vivaldi. No, is, I'm cutting you off, no, you're done. No, no,
1: <laughs> I mean, I I've just, been using Firefox like for fifteen no, years com- now, and I still don't see a reason to switch off of it. So I'm still waiting on you to actually properly sell me on Vivaldi. It I, hasn't happened yet.
2: I'm in contact with Vivaldi right now. Uh, is that uh, what I'm you've been doing
0: for this whole, whole podcast? Is has been contacting <laughs> the Vivaldi All right. Why
3: are you talking to the legions of Satan? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. uh, Josh, your thingy of the week, not, please.
1: I will not. No, no. No. One, <laughs>
0: no, one last Literally, No. Literally, no, no. I have Steve, got Steve, to go. Steve,
1: well, I have a very important subject matter because, you know, we are a day okay. late behind this, and I forgot to make a video, unfortunately. But okay, yesterday, okay, I'll drop it. Yesterday was the most important day that you could possibly have as a guy that, or somebody that uses a computer that's connected to the internet, and that was World Backup Day. Remember to back up your shit.
0: So, one day a year? year Goddamn.
1: Uh, one day <laughs> a year, at least one day a year, that way you can have the yearly snapshot. That said, uh, obviously, because yesterday was World Backup Day, uh, my pick of the week is going to be Pika Backup, which is a graphical client for using Borg Backup. It is GNOME native. Uh, that said, it and it looks like a no map. If if you don't want to use Pika, you can always use Vorta. It doesn't matter which one; they both work through Borg backup, which is at this point an open source and well established protocol for backups, and uh, they are encrypted by default and uh, support supports snapshotting and all and all this other fancy stuff. But you know, Pika is, is probably like one of the, the easiest back, backup client that honestly I've used besides. Daytube. That's
2: what I ship on uh, Zero G, by by the way. If, yeah, if, I saw yeah. that. Hmm.
0: Something you
1: guys so, actually uh, agree
0: on about Zero G? It's very...
2: <laughs> like, like Josh is
0: like, it's the best part of Zero G.
1: <laughs> actually, I I do like his uh zero his uh, Zero Linux welcome application, uh, which you know is is pretty weird because it's a KDE distro, but it you know like my favorite tool that they ship on their KDE distro is a G is a GTK client if I remember right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: I I should definitely try. Pika, because I I only have used Vorta, and Vorta is prickly. If you have multiple repos, um, does Pika do better job with multiple Borg repos, or does it not?
1: It it actually does.
0: Good. All right, I'll give that a try. All right, so that is it for this video. I'm sorry for kind of rushing up, Steve. I apologize for.
2: It's okay. I You're, understand. I'm just
0: saying your nonsense of going, you know, praising Brave for ten minutes and then at the end of it saying, "Oh, I'm I going back to." I just wanted to
2: mess. I just wanted to mess with Zany. I'm not going back to Vivaldi oh until they give us. a no, 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 no. until no. hey, hey, He said, "I'm the not going back to Vivaldi."
0: Need. Period. And then, but you actually had a comma there saying, "Until I'm go- until they come without the, the iOS client." Okay.
2: Um. It's not true. I just wanted to mess with him. Just use Firefox
0: um anyway so that's it for this video if you guys uh, have comments on this stuff make sure you leave a comment afterwards i it really does appreciate it does help the channel if you leave a like and a comment uh and i really do need that at this point so thanks everybody who does support me on patreon and, and uh, youtube you guys are all awesome i'm gonna go ahead and put those names up on screen now thank you so very much patreon.com slash linux uh thanks so much for everybody who does support me um I, I, I said uh, <coughs>
1: it only supports him. If you want to support everybody else, we have our own links.
0: Screw those the guys. They don't deserve it. This is. I, <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. I'm just saying. I'm the one that actually pays for all the server costs here. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm just saying. It's the Linux cast. It's. <laughs> Any, anyways, thanks everybody does support me. Uh, and the people who support you guys, you know, get your own damn Patreon page. Um you can't because you're banned right? aren't you like banned from Patreon or something
1: uh, no what actually happened is that I had a Patreon account and it sat idle for so long that Patreon's just like yeah we're not going to let you collect any money
0: yet. yeah okay
1: because you know uh, your account was idle for a year and a half I'm like,
0: surprised yeah, it's so, not banned bad. like everything else anyways that's it it's for this not, one we, we record this live every Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time uh, and uh, we, we managed to go so long that the recording of the Patreon thing ended so anyways thanks for watching we'll see you next week
3: yeah.